0: Hi folks, Um, this is Kiva from The Future Editing, I just wanted to give a wee content warning slash trigger warning for this episode. Um, The show that we're talking about deals with themes of um, sexual assault, child abuse and homophobic violence, so we do kind of mention that in this episode but we don't go into detail really on any of those things. So, just a heads up that we'll be starting to talk about this show around the 30 minute mark if you don't want to listen beyond that point. Thank you. Get a Z, it's a podcast, Simon
1: i was gonna say good morning vietnam but i feel like that is a reference but i don't know okay. what the reference is it's
0: a film called good morning vietnam oh <laughs> and he's like a radio host he says good morning vietnam is Robin williams <clears throat> that's a very straight reference simon so,
1: so it's because i was watching a reality show does that make it better if i was watching a reality yes. competition show and someone went good morning vietnam so really i was just referencing the belgian version of Demol.
0: <laughs> okay okay
1: does That's that make fine.
0: it better? Yeah, that makes it better. Does that Does make it actually? more
1: Because it's like weird yeah. and different
0: It's niche enough to be queer. Um <laughs> That's all
1: queerness is, you know. Just <laughs> just Yeah. Um Hi, hello. We've is London? I've heard from Ifo it was good.
0: It was great, yeah. It was great crack. Yeah. Um yeah, it was just well nice to go on a holiday. It was good I'm fun. So gel. Um got a good crowd for the show.
1: Yeah, did it sell fun. out?
0: It did, yeah, the whole the whole festival Love sold out. No it was like fifty percent capacity or something, but like still, you know.
1: On the CV it you say like, sold out London show.
0: <laughs> yeah, off off West End production
1: like Yeah, exactly. And everyone you know? will be like, fuck, look at these ladies. Um Love that. Um, yeah, I feel like I haven't had much excitement. I've just sort of been, like, playing board games, living my life. I did I tell you that Matt met my fam? Well, no, sorry, Matt didn't meet my family. My- I think we hey, talked about he that He met your time. brother, met yeah, brother. And,
0: and your brother's girlfriend, was it?
1: Or, yeah. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah. Um, it was nice. Um, yeah, apart from that, I had a picnic on Saturday. That was fun. Yeah, that looked very um, oh, cute.
0: Yeah, it, it was...
1: Uh, It was so aesthetic. Um, And then we played some cricket. Well, not cricket. We played like rounders, but it wasn't really rounders. We kind of just hit the ball and let people run after it. Um, So that was cute. I did physical exercise. I felt vaccinated in the oh, yeah. last two weeks yes That's me exciting. too me too oh my gosh love also, that for us we're we're a fully vaccinated well a semi-vaccinated yeah. podcast half-vaxxed podcast
0: Half-vaxed.
1: yeah oh did you guys have like a look this isn't me being like did you just have a party I didn't invite me but did you guys have a party on saturday because it looked really cute or was that just Eva? was it your house uh
0: on friday Oh, oop. (laughs) It was a... Yeah, Aoife was at my house, yeah. It was basically... So Tom's friend Joe is over visiting for like a um, week-ish. So we met Harry, Lauren and Aoife uh, for a pint on Friday and then...
1: Lovely. In
0: Ulster Sports Club and we were going to get food, but then the kitchen was closed. So we were like, you can come back to ours and we can order food instead. And then we ended up watching Cars and turned it into a drinking game so that was fun
1: (laughs) are you a fan of cars can i ask because i actually don't think it's that bad and i think people give it a long stick
0: unironically enjoy it yeah
1: yep i would agree i think cars is an underrated disney movie where people are like uh it's such a stupid concept but i think it's quite funny
0: no we had so many questions we were like proper getting into the lore of cars like what does this mean and the you know
1: I think the other two ruined the public perception, of
0: Yeah. Course. Which, like, yeah, okay. I mean...
1: But I haven't watched the other two. <laughs>
0: I've, I've seen the second one. I I haven't seen mm-hmm. the third one. Um, I've seen the second one because of My Little Brothers, but the original, like, I... No, I, I enjoy it. I think it's a great film. Life is a Highway by Rascal Flatts.
1: Thank you. Exactly. Jeff's um, If that Daddy was the Doc only Martin song
0: oh big doc yeah yeah i can't I, remember what i
1: do yeah i actually I called said doc doc Martin.
0: <laughs> um i just wished that there was more of life is a highway by rascal flats on the soundtrack like i just kept like after it played I, like it was playing and i was like oh yes what a song and then afterwards i was like is it gonna play again i want to hear that again <laughs> Then I you were like, like, like the rest of the it. movie's
1: a disappointment.
0: Yeah, I was like, if this was the whole soundtrack, just this song at every moment that needed music, I would be more than happy with that.
1: But anyway. Should we do, oh my gosh, car starts with a C. Can we just pretend it's a queer movie and we'll do it instead?
0: Yeah, let's scrap everything we planned this week. And act- To be fair, there's a lot of like homoerotic tension between Lightning McQueen and Big
1: Mater. Because like, oh I I don't know if you saw my my tweet... Where I was like, oh, the two gay icons from Cars is in like the little like yellow French car and the blue like ex yeah. rubber car as well." Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, their names are Luigi and um, gu- uh, or oh, what is it like gu- Guido or something like that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big fan, big fan.
1: <laughs> Same. Happy Pride to them. Yes. Um, I, I feel like Flo Flo could be queer as well. We don't know. <laughs> Yeah, maybe all the cars in the cars town are queer. <laughs> Radiator Spring, sorry, give it its proper title. Well,
0: I think I don't think that gender or sexuality exists in the world of cars.
1: Uh, oh my God, that's even better. There's Excellent. no, there's
0: no like genital. No, what? That's not the word. Like a uh, biological sex or whatever. As well, like they don't have genitalia. Yeah, you're just they car cars. at birth. They're all just cars, bro. <laughs> assigned, oh assigned car at birth. A cab, the new meaning. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, should we start the oh, podcast? That's okay. A <laughs> car at birth. Okay, yeah, well, you should start. Okay, can I use this for, like, a trailer?
1: <laughs> that's actually, that. yeah, definitely Sorry. use it for a trailer. Be like, uh, and for C, we're, we're starting with car. <laughs>
0: trick everyone. Um, yeah. Oh okay. God. Can I tweet that right now? from All right. Kind. What? Like... Find Cara first. <laughs> All right. Well, that makes no sense to anyone. But I, I feel like
1: I want to understand, but maybe if you include a screenshot of this, it'll
0: be. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's so funny. No, I'll wait until. Do you know what? I'm gonna make a trailer with just that audio. <laughs> hello
1: hi
0: <laughs> hi and welcome to gay to z pod where or ed mm, where we talk <laughs> do you know the more people i've spoken to the more people are like no i agree with you kiva i'm so I sorry like i don't
1: talk to i don't talk to anyone about this because it's you know a shame project <laughs> Um, wow. No, I haven't I sp- I haven't. I haven't asked people. I'm going to start doing a survey of my life because I feel like there's unconscious bias because maybe you pronounce Zed wrong. Maybe you say it weird.
0: Um, No. Maybe you I... say it
1: in like my accent.
0: <laughs> Zed? Zed? I don't know what your accent
1: is. I don't really have a, your a very traditional accent. Your accent's not different to mine.
0: My accent has gone weird, so. You're
1: going to be Donegal accent, though.
0: I know, but people from Donegal, are, if I meet them up here, they're like, Surprised that I'm from Donegal. Uh,
1: how do you say shower
0: See, I don't know now. Shire. Say shower I feel like you would say shower I, like <laughs> I know Sh- "shower." Oh, see, that sounds weird now. Char. I Simon, mean, I don't know what my accent is anymore.
1: Here, I one time, um, I was at like Char. my mm. my dad's friend's house, and he was like a farmer bloke because obviously I lived in the countryside. Um, and he properly went to me, You sound wild, posh. You don't sound like you're from around here. And I was like, <laughs> I feel quite offended by this, that I don't have bear. a regional accent. He was like, Yeah, you don't sound like you're from here. You're, you, did you, Were you born in England? And I was like, This is <gasps> Like, this oh, is just. Uh, Jesus, <laughs> um,
0: that's wild, well harsh. No I know. Offense to our all English our American fans. listeners are like, What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> They're very confused. Um, um,
1: all, all one of them. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, Kiva, what are we? Who are we? Yes, what are we sorry. doing?
0: sorry. So, um,
1: <laughs> apart from you know, procrastinators.
0: Yes, big time. So, uh, this is gay to Z podcast where that... we talk about a different piece of queer media every week, going through the yep. alphabet. Um,
1: yep. We did B last week.
0: Yep. So this week did is a wee bit C. Of book smart. Tune in if you haven't heard that yet. <laughs> Um, yeah,
1: going going back.
0: So I'm Kiva.
1: Oh, oh, I'm being phoned. How rude! Oh, it's my mom. I'm not gonna. Do you need pick to it take up. no, be... t- no, answer no the phone. To no, your no, no, We can pause. Okay. We can pause. No, this is like the time it happened in open stage. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> just
0: tell her you'll ring her back. I don't want I'll to... just wait. Oh, I'm sorry to Simon's mom. Oh, it's okay.
1: I'll like i'll ring her back after this and be like ah sauce because to be fair i did ring them on friday and they didn't um pick up as well so we're like even now
0: oh okay um
1: introduce yourself briefly oh i got i'm i'm leslie ann's son (laughs) (laughs) um i am simon um that's all that's enough thank you Um, (laughs) (laughs) i was like do you want more no
0: we are we're trying not do, to get not not both today to guys yeah no we we have a habit of um talking too much and running For two over hours time when we
1: said when we said we do our long episodes at the most
0: yeah at the most most so um, we're gonna
1: speed through everything today we're on yeah. a speed run
0: okay so first um, of all breaking news yeah. um so simon oh. do you want to take it away for this first one
1: i mean I, should i just sing it <laughs>
0: yeah please just perform the whole thing the for get
1: us miss <laughs> um, m- lord miss ella yellick o'connor herself has um this isn't particularly queer news but it's very important news to me it's um yeah yeah i don't like it's anyway. breaking news for the gays it's humongous news. Lord has spawned her head after four years and um, emerged from the beach um, and done the complete opposite to what everyone expected and mm-hmm. released a like vibey positive summer anthem. Um, and yeah, released her um, comeback single. I guess um, yeah. Solar Power. I have listened to it and I will tell you now live on air because I have Last FM. Um, this is four days after it came out. I've listened to it sixty six times. Wow.
0: Um,
1: on day one, I'd listen to it over 50 times. Oh my um, God. I'm a huge Lord fan. <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like Lorde's my Ariana for you. Mm-hmm. Obvi. Yeah. Um, so this is a really big moment for me, but I also feel like I now have to get my ass in gear and be productive because she's finally got her ass in gear and been productive, you know? Yeah. Um, music video is beautiful. Um, sorry, I'm already weathering on, but I could just talk about this.
0: No, it's okay. Minutes. It's okay. But,
1: um, I'm just so happy. And when I listened to it the first time, I did cry. But that's just because it had been so long. And it was like seeing a really long lost like friend who you haven't seen for a couple of years. Um, and I'm just well chuffed. Um, and her butt looks really good in the, um, <laughs> the wee, album cover as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a great picture. Very iconic. Um, Instantly memeable. Um, yep.
1: I love the one where they made it into like a wind turbine. And then they called it wind oh power God. instead of solar power. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, Kiva, what did you think of it as the... Well, as a lord, I assume appreciator, but yeah. not as much of a stan as me, maybe.
0: Yeah, Um. I loved it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the vibe. I'm glad that she is going for positive, happy vibes, summer vibes, because I think that's what everybody needs, to be honest.
1: Yeah, and she's gonna re- she's redefining pop music once again.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of uh, tweets before it came out that were like, um, however Lord's new song, whatever whatever Lord's new song sounds like, will determine my mood over the summer or my personality for the next few months. And like they're kind of joking, but they're not really. So if she come oh, out with 100%. like a, another, you know, sad, melancholic melancholy i don't know how melodramatic it right. yes <laughs> hit then like you know i think we all would have been sad and crying yeah crying. entirely
1: whereas now we're all literally everyone Living in the world happy lives. again yeah she um, cured we're all peace signs worlds, and vibes ills. wait i'm done hating today is love i love today
0: also i do think that line um i'm like a prettier jesus or whatever it is is very iconic. iconic yeah I was yeah. like as soon as I heard it I was like oh okay change the game okay. once
1: again I also just love her layered vocals um and that's yeah. when it really hit me but here we are <laughs> um did anything else happen it doesn't matter as much but did anything else <laughs> um, happen in the world of gay news
0: <laughs> so the, uh, the th- other thing that I was going to bring up that I actually just saw today um was mm-hmm. a lot of people talking about Billie Eilish and I don't know yes. if you have seen any of this stuff. Um, but,
1: well, I feel like I've read two tweets about it, but it's just like, I don't really, I feel like Billy's someone I always mean to get into and just haven't yet.
0: I am a big um, fan. I really like mm-hmm. her. I was like a casual fan and then I watched her documentary about four times and became a big fan. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just saw this stuff today. Basically like some of the youths on the internet um, saying that she is queer baiting because of her new video for her song Lost Cause. Because it's like her and a group of girls are like having a sleepover and they're like um, dancing, um, twerking. They're like in little jammies or like in pants and a t-shirt, etc. And like, you know, they're kind of like being a bit sexy and stuff um mm-hmm. so and like to me am i i immediately was just like oh my god cute like bringing yeah. back bringing back sleepovers like love that and it was just like well, i
1: don't know were just like a
0: cute like girl group vibe where everybody's kind of hyping each other up and like they're like comfortable with themselves and just dancing around having fun i didn't think like mm-hmm. oh my god she's trying to act like this is a big orgy to get the gays to buy her song but (laughs) for some reason that is like just the immediate thought people have and like so i know that you and i have a lot of thoughts on this the queer baby Mm -hmm. crack so i thought maybe now is the time to address said thoughts she also then by the way people then were kind of like, oh, she didn't even comment. She There was all this controversy happening and she didn't even comment or anything. And then she posted on Instagram like some uh, screen screenshots or whatever from the video and just in the caption said, I love girls. Like with pictures of her and the other girls from the video. Like, okay. as in, I mean, to be fair, I did think, oh, it, are there queer yeah. undertones here? But also like, can you not say I love women or, like, I love my friends without it being a sexual thing or, like, I just... Yeah, so I personally just think that, like, it's all very, very silly. And first of all, maybe she is queer and we don't know. And Mm -hmm. she doesn't have to tell us that.
1: Yeah, you never owe writing yourself to anyone.
0: Yeah, like, this is our big thing (laughs) that... Uh, people, people don't have people don't owe it to anyone to label themselves or to to come out with whatever label they identify with. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, like rather than kind of getting away from the notion of labels and like people having to come out and blah blah blah, like we kind of seem to be going the opposite way, where it's very much like you have to put yourself in whatever box otherwise you're not allowed to partake in any like in this kind of culture or blah 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 or express yourself in this particular way and yeah. i just think that that is well silly basically
1: yeah <laughs> well if it, it feels very um sort of that way of looking at it is very like gatekeepy and yeah. like oh you're not gay enough for this event and i feel like that's kind of like an old way that we used to do things as queer people was like, oh, we have like the gay events, the lesbian events and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, we're not just a big mishmash of everything and labels have become so much more like fluid and gender and lots of things. They've always been fluid, but we are now much more aware of that in the general like zeitgeist and understanding of it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit backward to have to make people label themselves and define themselves um yeah as opposed to just letting people openly explore their sexualities and stuff like that yes. and I understand the merits of the other side too about like oh like we've been ridiculed for so long for doing these things and now straight passing people are getting like respect and praise for it as well um yeah and, I'm... oh no I was just gonna say like I fully understand that side of the argument as well but I just from a personal perspective i find i find it very difficult and it's a conversation that i have had a lot of times and i never know if i'm saying something that's right or wrong or offensive or what um but i feel like that's the whole thing about like being queer is it's really difficult to figure out what's correct and who's gonna please who and i sometimes get a bit overworked about it all um but yeah i mean i haven't seen the video so i literally can't comment on it Mm. but to me based on your description of it it almost sounds like oh a bunch of like sexy ladies are together with this woman who is like not super defined in her sexuality um so therefore it almost sounds projecty to be like queer women and it's like yeah. oh can sexy women not just have a sleepover and yeah also it's, it sounds weirdly um what's the word like objectifying of like yeah. their bodies and stuff to immediately look at it in a sexual light
0: yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent that's what i think as well because like yeah i just think like you know I don't know I just think like first yeah why can't she just like dance around with her friends and like you know feel sexy without it being like like for years or yeah years people were like complaining about men sexualizing Billie Eilish you know when she was underage Mm -hmm. and blah 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 and now she's kind of like taking back her own like sexuality or whatever with her like Vogue cover recently and blah 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 so Mm -hmm. her then wanting to be like feeling a bit sexy and just like dancing around having fun with her friends to then go oh well I'm seeing this in a sexual way and you haven't told me explicitly that you are attracted to women so therefore you're queer queerbaiting me like that's you that's your own yeah um
1: thing that Perception, yeah, yeah 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 it's so, yeah you know? it feels a little bit projecty um yeah and like I said I haven't seen it so I don't fully know and the like I like girls Instagram com- comments so it's a little bit more um blurring the lines and I'm not saying that's a bad thing if she wants to like Express your sexuality that way or talk about it, but I definitely, in terms of just the video itself, it sounds like a lot of people being like, "Hmm, I don't know," and also it's going to get publicity, and that's why they're doing it, you know? Yeah. Um, whether it's because they're a bunch of sexy ladies or there's that lesbian undertone, like people have been doing that for years. Take that if you go back and watch their first music videos, um, insanely like homoerotic, yeah. and it's because it garners attention more than anything. Um, and people yeah. are always going to do that no so matter like is what that it is is
0: that queer in
1: then i i mean it's probably what people define as it but mm. it's also people playing the game um look like being like what's going to garner social media attention and get people to actually talk about it and if something's controversial and people complain about it that's also going to put it into the public conscious which means more people go and watch the video so that they can have an opinion on it too so yeah it's clever marketing it's not it's not necessarily ethically good marketing but it is clever marketing (laughs) um yeah unfortunately
0: i mean there's there's a bit of that in our um show that we're talking about this week as well so we will get into that further because yeah like there is kind of touches of like queer being going on within that um
1: and also projection in my opinion
0: yeah um,
1: um was that a nice wee segue well it's, uh or did you have more to say
0: i just um i mean to be honest i feel like there we could go we could be going on about this for a while because i do have a lot of thoughts on the matter
1: mm-hmm. in regards to queer understandably Um, because it's a very complex and also quite nuanced issue i guess as well
0: yeah because i kind Um. of think like it's not really fair to say like that a real life person is queer baiting like it's Mm -hmm. different maybe if it's like a show a show or yeah a brand or something i don't know but like a real person like you know harry styles or even um, Ariana Grande. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I mentioned this to you briefly before, but whenever she um, put out the video for Break Up With Your Girlfriend and she was like kissing a girl and that. And then she also did a song with um, Victoria Monet, who is mm-hmm. um, by, And in that song and video, they both sit, have a line that's like, I like women and men.
1: Mm-hmm. and
0: people then were like tried to say that Ariana was queer, in with that as well and this was all, mm-hmm. all like kind of around the same time Um, and I I remember people were commenting on like either Ariana or Victoria's like pick, post about it on Instagram or something and Victoria replied to someone being like she said what she said like full stop kind of saying like um, and I think Ariana put some put like a kind of statement-y thing or a reply on Twitter, saying that she had never kind of labelled her sexuality. Like, ba- basically, said that she kind of never said that she was straight and that she's kind of like open to loving whoever or whatever.
1: Hmm. I think that's so. Like, like, I mean,
0: you know, and Harry Styles has said something similar as well. I th- I'm pretty sure and I'll, I'll have mm-hmm. to fact check myself but like you know, I, and just because these people haven't put specific labels on themselves or haven't like publicly like come out and been like, hey I am this so mm-hmm. therefore I'm allowed to express myself in this way
1: Yeah
0: I just find it a bit like gatekeepy uh, or like
1: well, entirely like what you said there, it's sort of like, if we are putting pressure on other people on, I guess, big status figures to define themselves and be like, you're only valid in this community if you have these labels. Um, That's a bit pressury on people who maybe want to explore their sexuality, but aren't certain about it. And maybe never will now because they're like, oh, I'm never going to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. um, Because... I don't know I'm, I'm not like it's seen as like a thing where like a shame thing where it's like oh I don't know what I am and do you know what big identity big um big theme in what we're talking about this week but also I think just as a queer person it's always something which is like molding and changing and evolving um yeah and I think it's a very dangerous thing to try and like stop on its tracks and say okay it has to be this way or that way um, Because yeah. we're, as queer people, our whole thing is, like, breaking that mold and being, like, eh, we can kind of, like, change that definition and it doesn't just have to be one, two, or three. It can be A, B, C, or a square, you know? Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, that's kind of what it's supposed to be. And it's all kind yeah. of, you know, express your sexuality, your gender, whatever, in whatever way you want. Like, people should be allowed to dress how they want and and, mm-hmm. you know, love who they want and kiss who they want and blah, blah, blah. But then... Mm -hmm. when a celebrity does that without explicitly saying I am gay or I am bi or whatever then suddenly it's "Mm, mm, sweetie blah 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 Um, so I don't know I just take I have a lot of issues with that the whole queer bidding discussion usually
1: no I think that's fair but I also (laughs) think it's like there are definitely valid arguments and discussions around like the other side of the coin and I'm aware that we have similar views on it so sometimes we sort of like almost echo chamber ourselves and also realistically it's such a big topic and issue it'll just naturally come up in all the things we're watching um yeah who wrote the show oh so i was was gonna be like russell Davies, who wrote the show that we um are talking about this week has openly been like oh i only think like gay actors should play like gay characters and there's a whole Mm. like sub-genre about baiting and that and stuff like that as well so Um, lots to think about but I definitely think it'll just be a running thread as this podcast continues
0: yeah it definitely yeah it's definitely something that we will probably get into further in the future and like maybe we'll get someone on who
1: has different views
0: so we can like get into it like more
1: completely which is totally okay as well because it's always good to have a wide range of opinions Um, As long as we're encouraging an open discussion forum. Yes,
0: yes. (laughs) And respectful. Okay, so yeah, so speaking of our show that we're talking about this week, which is Cucumber by Russell T Davies, um, which came out in 2015 on Channel 4.
1: Was it 2015? Yeah, it was 2015. You're turning yeah. Um <laughs> and She's got her facts. She's checked them.
0: <laughs> I may have Googled that yesterday. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you had seen it at the time, had you?
1: Yes, but re-watching it, I sort of realized that I had seen most of it at the time. Um, okay. And I actually hadn't watched like the last like two-ish episodes of it. Um, just because I fell off it, I actually think I'd watched more of Banana, which is like the side series to it. Yes. Um. But yeah, i I'd, I'd watched pretty much most of it, whereas you were coming at it with fresh eyes, um, mm-hmm. and sort of experiencing it for the first time. Um, should we do a quick synopsis for those who haven't done their homework?
0: Yeah, give us a few <laughs> summaries. But also, by okay. the way, like just um, I feel like we should just do a spoiler warning for all these because like you know we are just going to discuss it in detail so if you haven't watched it and you don't want it spoiled then go watch it first and then come back
1: Yes, yeah, because we're probably going to go through over some very major plot points yeah yeah um anyway um cucumber is i would call it like a sex drama yeah <laughs> um stroke comedy i guess um about the lgbt community in manchester it's sort of a spiritual successor to queer as folk um which is russell T is one of his like earlier writing projects which is obviously very famous in the gay community um and it also came out from what i remember at the time the advertising was like part of a big sort of pride campaign on channel four where they were giving it it was a big thing at the time the like 9 p.m prime time slot um and we're sort of being like, we are showing gay people at the like big TV slot at the time and giving them an actual platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and the series follows mostly um, Henry, who is our protagonist. He is an older gay man. And Russell T. Davies talked about how he felt like queers folk represented a much younger generation. And this is supposed to represent a bit of an older generation. Um, and it sort of follows Henry as he breaks up with his boyfriend um, because of a sexual conflict where he doesn't really like topping or bottoming or penetrative sex mm-hmm. um, and it leads to a relationship breakdown and lots of sex capades which yeah. happen along <laughs> the way I guess is the best way to describe it mm-hmm. um, did I leave anything out <laughs> I mean lots but did I leave I any mean, important yeah. well, I think blindy stuff
0: no I well yeah no I think that's kind of um a good way. Wee synopsis he moves in with some younger gays yes. and, and has some crazy
1: learns, times yeah i think like gets an updated view on like the gay what what it's like to be gay in in 2015 because i think i read a sort of like synopsis thing about cucumber obviously i have watched it as well before <laughs> anyone comes for me <laughs> um but i read like a synopsis which was like so queer as folk was during the time when we were still like advocating for like a lot of gay rights and like being able to be recognized and stuff like that whereas Cucumber is set during a time when we are allowed to get married and there is a- in England not in Northern Ireland yet mm. um <laughs> and um like lots of other things so it's kind of like a more interesting exploration of like where gay people are at it like in a more modern age sort of thing as well um so yeah also apparently there's a little cameo in the middle for someone from um Queer I yeah, haven't seen
0: it, I, so I wouldn't
1: know, no, I also haven't seen it, and maybe I mean in a cup in what like seven ten, I can't count the alphabet numbers time, queerest folk will come up on the queue. We just don't know yet mm-hmm. um but so at some point, I'm sure we'll end up watching it because it's such a like landmark piece of like I guess particularly like like regional um gay content as well, you yeah. know um, um
0: so do you know when? queers folk came out slash when it was set was it like the 80s? i
1: believe it was the early 90s but okay. let me just do a little google folk. so this, um, this
0: would be kind of like that generation grown up older no guess, i'm not saying yeah, so it's queers, the same characters but as in like that that time
1: so queers folks 1999 so if i was 19 and say 2000 by 2099 oh, okay i'm what like 34 so it's kind of mid 30s so it's probably a little bit older than that because they're kind of
0: people in their 40s ish
1: yeah who kind of lived through like aids and stuff like that more than anything yeah um but it it, yeah like i think it's interesting because also because there's such a young crowd in cucumber i feel like you still get that young perspective as well Mm -hmm. um but yeah um one thing i wanted to ask before we dive into everything is Mm -hmm. like what were your thoughts as a new viewer versus like what my thoughts were as like someone who was rewatching it, I guess. And we'll find out after Kiva burps.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. I do be getting like acid reflux. I keep trying to go away from the microphone to like burp.
1: Now you've muted yourself. (laughs) Hello. Hello, you're back.
0: I'm so sorry. I don't know how that keeps happening so easily. Anyway.
1: Kiva's take on cucumber, take three.
0: Um, so for the first couple episodes, I was enjoying it. Um, it was interesting, I guess, seeing like an older generation of gays um, like not not something that I would see that often, I guess, in TV or film. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then like a few episodes in shit hit the fan yeah went a bit mad like oh uh, yeah i feel like we just need to dive into discussion because
1: fair but as an initial viewer you were like oh this is fun and then it was a bit like ah oh my god um, yeah
0: but i still i i did it i did really like it though like do you have other mm-hmm. thoughts on like the craziness that starts so to happen i, d- I feel I like do you... have some thoughts yeah. okay
1: go 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 um so they can stop listening after this because here's the here's the summary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um so basically obviously this is a rewatch for me. I realized afterwards that I hadn't seen the full series, so mm-hmm. clearly I like romanticized it. And actually I kind of remember why I haven't seen the full series, and it's because something very traumatic, which we'll talk about in a while. I'm not sure I understand. Neither do I. Oh my um, God. <laughs> <laughs> um something very traumatic happens in episode six. Um and I remember my mom at the time was also watching Cucumber, which I thought was pretty cool. Because mm-hmm. um, my mom's always been cool. Like they watched Skins and stuff like that. Funky people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my mom was watching Cucumber at the time as well. And we didn't really watch it together, but we like talked about it, um, which I'm quite glad we didn't watch it together because <laughs> of some of the scenes. Mm. Um, anyway, um, I th- I kind of vividly remember her being like, I, I it's it's very it gets very horrible. Um, yeah. Maybe skip it, sort of thing. And I think I do appreciate that because I think it would have traumatized me as a younger gay man. Yes. Um, because it gets very violent very quick. Anyway, my overarching thoughts after rewatching it are that I really like the first four episodes, and I am not so fussed on it from there. And I don't really like the ending. Okay. Um, I think especially the ending it wraps up like we we have a lot of really interesting plot points which then just get very conveniently like stuffed into little holes for the end of the like series to be like oh that's that's it finished um whereas it feels like there was a lot of like narrative threads which i find really interesting which then sort of just get like pushed into little things yes Um, but i think the first four episodes are really interesting then the characters also from in my opinion start to do things that make them really dislikeable yeah Um, a
0: lot of interesting choices made
1: yes entirely and i'm not i'm not saying that's a bad thing i think it's very reflective of not every gay character has to be a fairy pixie like amazing person because at the end of the day queer characters are flawed and we are the same as any other human being so therefore we can't be assholes (laughs) um And I actually kind of appreciated that in terms of a second watch. But as a first time watch, I think I maybe romanticized it a bit more because Mm. I was not out. This is my first time experiencing a lot of gay media and like something that was so explicitly gay. The only other explicitly gay thing I was watching at the time was Drag Race. Um, The Cursed Drag Race, which we don't talk about. (laughs) Um, So for, yeah. Right. So for me, it was um, really exciting to see that. And I actually think, realistically, what I romanticized is maybe done better in Banana, which is some really nice, wholesome gay stories. Um, whereas okay. Cucumber is actually quite heavy. Yeah, um,
0: it, it's very heavy. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway, um, we'll dive into that now. In more detail.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's let let's just dive in. So, yeah, you you saying about um, the characters being kind of flawed or whatever. They kind of mm-hmm. are all like our souls away, bit, except for oh. Lance, kind of. I mean, he's a bit oh. of a dick sometimes. Oh, oh do you controversial disagree? opinion. He disagree? <laughs> well, he's a bit of a dick sometimes, but uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe it was just towards the end. I was like, "Oh, I love you." That episode. So that I... episode six, like the whole like going through his life, I thought that was lovely. Oh yeah, in- made me very emotional. Um, Made me feel think... really sad for him, and I don't know. I think he's a wee bit of an angel, but maybe I'm wrong. What do you think?
1: Um, yes, and no, I think it's easy to say he's an angel because he died, yeah, <laughs> and that's maybe a really harsh way of saying it. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe I kind of think that most of the gay men in the show aren't great, and <laughs> um, which is fine because there's a lot of like bad things they do, and no. No, none of us are angels, and I think it actually picks apart a lot of problematic tendencies of gay men. So, like, one of my big issues with Lance is the weird scene in the first episode when they like pick up this guy who's clearly high off his like. Tits. Oh
0: yeah, of course, of um, course,
1: and it feels very like where are the weird, lines of yeah. consent here? Yes, yes. Um, and then when he takes all of Henry's money I'm like that's still kind of uncalled for I get you're upset and that's fine in terms of narrative but it is not the nicest thing to do yes. um, and also I, I think I just hate Daniel so anytime that like Lance interacts with Daniel I'm like he's the worst person on the planet but yeah. that being said I also think Henry's really flawed and I really didn't like him like mm-hmm. sort of by like the episode 5, 6 point as well um, and mm. then the same with Freddy so really they're all suck.
0: yeah. okay you're making good points here <laughs> um see like with with lance with daniel it didn't make me like dislike lance it made me just feel sorry for him that he kept like that he kept trying to like hang out with him and because he was led on like you know your man would be a dick and would be like just suddenly like burst out into like homophobia or racism or like just being a general fucking dickhead but then he would like, you know, like lead him on a wee bit or like do something where he's like, oh wait, he does like me. So maybe, maybe it's just all banter or whatever. Like, so I think he's just very confused and like, I don't know. It just made me feel sad for him that he was putting up with all the horribleness.
1: But that's really interesting. And I think that's what's really like lovely about the fact that we have. So I've rewatched and you're watching for the first time because... Mm-hmm. I knew from the start that, Lan- that like that was a fatal attraction that was going to kill Lance. Yeah. Um. So I think automatically I was going to be more critical of it because I was like, oh my god, like he's being such a dick. Just don't go near him whatsoever. Because the whole time I was so terrified because I knew mm. that that horrible scene at the end of episode six was going to happen. Which I like the scene itself. I couldn't even really like watch properly. I had to watch with like really low volume because I just felt so tense and like yeah the whole time Ugh, um, yeah 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 horrific um but I understand as a first-time viewer like of course that's gonna happen um yeah so that makes me really like oh because I've watched it twice I have a better <laughs>
0: <laughs> no 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 no, no <laughs> I get I really you though like. and you're more like maybe like annoyed with him because you're like oh my god come on how do you not see how horrible this g- yeah. guy is like please just walk away whereas I was like but it's only because I have hindsight baby. on it yeah so. yeah yeah
1: yeah um, did you like? Was there any point where you were like, "This relationship is very bad," or there's a the more sinister tone to it at all
0: between Lance and Daniel? Yeah. Oh, the whole time, I like obviously nice. knew that it wasn't go- wasn't going to end well. I didn't know how badly it was going to go, but like, mm-hmm. I yeah, I was just like, "This guy is trouble." I I did think in my head, "This guy's going to end up like beating him or something." Yeah, I, I I did get that vibe off him that it was like, you know, I mean, he does give big, like, villain vibes from the get-go kind of thing.
1: Yeah, entirely. Like, that weird scene, I don't know if you remember it, where he's, like, in his car driving really fast mm. while, like, Lance phones him. That was when I was like, oh, I just, I feel really weird. And he was all, um, like,
0: annoyed at him for ringing him or whatever.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. ugh.
0: No, he like horrible, horrible person. Um,
1: yeah, I think maybe one of the reasons it's not that I'm less sympathetic to it, but I find it harder to be like, "Oh," is because. Like, just personally, I've never really had that story in my life of being, like, madly in love with someone who happens to be straight. Or not even in that case, straight, I guess, more, like, confused with their own sexuality. Yeah, like, And possibly that's because I've always been the closeted, confused one in my relationships.
0: But, so, that's Um, interesting that you say madly in love. Do you think he was in love with him?
1: Oh, interesting. Because I didn't
0: think that. I, I just thought he was very attracted to him and... I think he kind of knew he was a bit of a dick.
1: Yeah, as well. I mean, the whole series is sex-driven. Let's be real. Yeah, like and I he think he just was madly attracted to him. I think it um, was
0: more just like that he kept getting led on a little bit, so he was like, "Oh wait, this is a bit of a game, is it? Like, so maybe I can get this guy." And like, you know, he thought he was hot or whatever, so he was like, "I'm gonna keep pursuing this."
1: Yeah, you know, actually, when you think about it as well, when it does get to that sexual place, Lance is very like no, in. That scene in the light living room because he's like he's over not it. like this I'm good um because it's so uncomfortable and mm-hmm. that sort of is Lance's consent being withdrawn in my opinion yeah
0: um, hundred uh,
1: percent it's such a gross scene oh it's um, horrible
0: so so horrible isn't it
1: it sucks um, like,
0: I was sobbing sobbing yeah His, I, we
1: have like, we have the screenshots of Kiva to prove yes, it she sent it to me yes. after oh, God. she
0: watched it oh I was so upset um
1: I watched it because <laughs> it also <laughs> before was like, I started work and I was like oh
0: oh yeah because I remember you said oh I started watching a really emotional bit and then when it got to it, I was like oh god I hope this wasn't the bit Simon was watching for work because yeah. fucking hell um yeah I did it I, to
1: myself I knew it was coming
0: I like immediately went into the next episode as well and was still crying and then it was like the funeral and everything and Mm-hmm. I was just crying for like th- for half of the episode and then Kenny was like maybe I shouldn't have done this to myself because like when it was on TV obviously it would be like a week or whatever until the next episode so maybe I should have taken a break but uh, that's just... one
1: thing I've forgotten to mention which is that wow I am not a binger
0: <laughs> for that kind of I see do you know what it is like shows that are made now like Netflix specials and stuff are designed to be binned shows like this Entirely. were made to be watched like once a week a week
1: at a time yeah on tv completely
0: so it's like it is a lot because i did like binge it within a few days
1: yeah and yeah i definitely watched like half the series in a day and i was like i but it was weird i watched like episode like i'd say like three to seven or something like that in a day um mm. which was a bit of a weird point to accelerate yeah yeah <laughs> Um, it's funny that you say
0: you prefer like the first half because I like I was enjoying the first couple episodes but I find it a bit more like kind of slow or something whereas like mm -hmm. the last few excuse
1: me keep a burp um, (laughs) too
0: I was like a bit more hooked just because it was Mm. like but maybe that's just because I love to torture myself well there's
1: definitely there's definitely more drama and more stakes and more things like actually happening in the second half of the season but i just think i enjoyed the more like nuanced exploration of, of everything and if i'm being honest i genuinely find the storyline about henry being a side um a lot more interesting than like the melodrama that comes with the second half of the season which is a lot more like oh shit like real life big huge drama mm. um i think there's enough to be said and just like a really subtle storyline about sex and how we define sex and yeah if sex has to be penetration and all that yeah. kind of stuff as well um, um please
0: car- clarify for me as a non-penis haver and also for our straight audience what does mm-hmm. a side mean is that just, sure. just like he lies so- on his side and like
1: So it's not a very (laughs) well-known term to the point that Henry doesn't know it in the Mm -hmm. show himself and his sister, who is, I presume, straight based on the whole series, Mm -hmm. um, has to tell him. Which is basically, in Gauss X, there's usually a top and a bottom where one usually inserts something into the other. Um, And a side is someone who doesn't take or receive, um, which in my opinion is valid you your yeah. your sexuality is not defined by your sexual acts um and as long as both people are consenting and having fun it does not matter how you achieve um satisfaction
0: yes yes god okay,
1: that was yeah. sexy wasn't <laughs> it <laughs> that was so fucking clinical yes
0: okay no yeah the, I, I i did gather that but i just was checking um no, no
1: no completely um yeah so yeah that I think...
0: ho- yeah that whole thing was was very interesting to me and like i kind of was wanting them to do like a you know like that the thing they did with lance um going through his whole life and like i kind of wish we had gotten more
1: on henry. backstory
0: on henry and like yeah. yeah i do know what you mean about the way they wrapped it up where he's just like oh i haven't come to terms yet with being gay end of the show <laughs> what a shit ending <laughs> i was like oh i mean that's a while like
1: um and it was all a What's dream it, it just felt so lazy yeah very it, it was felt,
0: very lazy it felt like because it's like it's not as quite it's still it's, i don't think the answer is as simple as that
1: yeah it felt There's like more nuanced than that it sounds like something where if you just say it and don't think about it it's like oh god that's super fine but the second you stop and analyze it you're like then what was the fuck like what was the point of this series <laughs>
0: yeah like it's this like, character okay, has had no arc answer. if you're gonna say
1: that he just hasn't come to terms with his sexuality because it feels like it's more like the nuances of his sexuality and the fact that they kind of clear up henry's whole storyline about the side thing with like just a quick like flash forward six years yeah i've done it but i just imagine other people feels weird and i honestly think i would have preferred it if it just was a storyline where he was like i don't enjoy doing that but that doesn't make me any less of a gay man
0: yes yes actually i do i do agree with that very much so um Because I kind of was thinking, like, is this? are they going to, like, just kind of explore the idea of, like, you don't have to Mm -hmm. do, like, you don't have to have penetrative sex for it to be sex kind of thing or for you to be gay, whatever. But then they just kind of abandoned that. And it kind of made me a bit sad as well. It was like, okay, so, like, he was with Lance all those years and, like, they loved each other. But then, just some random guy. He was like, "Okay, yeah, I've gotten over all my fears, and now I now I do this." And yeah,
1: it, the circle yeah, is complete. It just, to me, episode eight, I just I don't think I really enjoyed much of it at all. Um, I'm trying to think, and to be honest, it, I looked up some reviews of it because I was like, "Is this just a personal thing?" Where like mm-hmm. my my style of writing, I don't really like how like weirdly glorious this. Like, I guess it's sort of I understand the point of it. It brings you a bit back down to earth um whereas if it ended where like he's like and i've started this community and we all Mm. support each other that's maybe too idealistic for some people um but i kind of wish i you know the way he talks about in the very last scene he's like oh and like we were a community and then we meet up like every couple of months because that eventually died down where everyone lived in my house yeah i think that's like nice enough it's like a a nice warm ending for a series um it gives us a little bit of gay positivity um and maybe we could have done some of the like nuanced conversations a bit more but it just feels like it tries to wrap up so many loose plot points that had really interesting like ways to go and it, it was almost like it felt like it could have been 10 episodes but it was eight <laughs> um, yeah because
0: also the whole like freddie's mysterious brother or whatever like that is brought up a couple of times throughout and he's just like don't talk about it and then at the end he's like no so who is it though is it your brother and he's like yeah he's just a bit of a dickhead like just like yeah, okay a, like what, yeah it what? did yeah it did feel that um like they were yeah. just kind of wrapping up loose ends at the at the end
1: could we possibly talk about freddy as a character yeah because he is such a interesting but i don't know if i'm using that word as a good thing mm. um character where i feel like obviously so freddy's role as a dramatic device is that he is a young attractive gay man mm. um which a lot of the older male characters are attracted to and pine over, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think is unrealistic to gay life. I'm not saying that's stereotypical of every older gay man, but obviously, I guess with everyone coming to terms with their sexuality a bit later, um, the age divide in the gay community is less of a thing, I think. I don't know if that's a bigger taboo in mm-hmm. like straight sexuality. Um, but I just think his character is handled so weirdly throughout the series yeah Um, like we never really address the fact that he was very clearly sexually abused yes um, like like underage and like they, it's weird because obviously there's the teacher storyline which is gross but I still think a very realistic and like a thing that we could like genuinely talk about it, even though it's more played off as like a weird like kind of sexy kind of like comedy storyline yeah later on as like a throwaway line he's like yeah the first time I had sex is when I was 14 and it was with a 30 year old man Mm -hmm. and the fact that no one's like that's sexual abuse that's like that's disgusting and instead it's kind of like haha and I get that we live in like a gross um gross isn't the right word but like very like dirty sexy world and like there is always going to be an undertone of like sex when it comes to like gay men and talking about each other—that's a really bad statement to make. I didn't mean that as like as like oh, gay men are just world. all perverts, you know. I, I just mean Wild in terms story. of like, there. Of course, there's going to be sexual conversations when you are when you're writing a show about sexuality. Yeah. Um, but it just it feels like that it. I don't know. I just feel like it's really weirdly addressed, and Freddie is someone who almost to me is like a manic pixie dream boy for an older gay man where it's like oh there's this young sexy mysterious boy Mm -hmm. who um is open to having sex with anyone which means that he could also have sex with me an older gay man and i don't think there's anything wrong with age divides and like having sex with who you want as long as it's consensual but just the way that his character clearly has so much like background grief and trauma that's like mm. unaddressed yeah. throughout the series to me is just really strange um, yes. and makes me kind of uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, big time. Because like the him talking to Henry about the teacher guy or or maybe when he's talking about him being 14 and the 30 year old... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the reaction he gets is just very like, huh? oh, you yeah, like, oh, you're dirty "Oh, Yeah,
1: it's like, oh, you go with older men. That's like, great oh. for me. And it's like, uh, and I get that Henry can be a flawed character, but it just, it feels weird that that's never rectified and no one ever says, oh, hon, like, you have a lot of, like, you you were sexually abused and let's at least acknowledge that. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I think it's a little bit more addressed with the teacher storyline, but it's still very much like... Yeah.
0: Like a little bit, but, he, but even still, it just, it's still like... I'm they kind just of just about it kind of after it weirdly. happens as well. Yeah, and it turns into this whole like the teacher fucking wrestling Henry and Freddie and, and Lance coming in. They're like, oh, get us out of here. Get this guy off us. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you're all playing playing a little, little game there, are you? And it's just like made into this whole like farcical thing. And it's just like a bit
1: yeah it's just I think it it probably during 2015 when we were like we'd had had less of these conversations felt a little bit more like oh like this is just the way comedy is but I think from a 2021 I almost said 2022 uh 2021 (laughs) perspective it is just a little bit weird Ify. and I think that was my thing is watching it the first time we were at a slightly different time and I'm not saying that that makes things acceptable but it just felt like watching with 2021 I was a little bit more like oh I don't know how I feel about that now that I know more about the world of being a gay person and yeah. like consent and all that kind of stuff as well because I also think um if we're going to go into weird like sort of age divides and stuff the storyline with his like nephew um, where yes. he records him um,
0: yeah I <laughs> very odd
1: <often.
0: laughs> yeah I was gonna say like that his reaction to Freddie talking about like him being a teenager and with older men and blah 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 is even more weird like when you consider he the can... weird stuff with his nephew
1: yeah
0: and because first I was like you know when he starts recording his nephew with his friend or whatever oh that was the queer baiting thing i was thinking of is like is that queer baiting? because they're like oh let's like all these boys coming over like oh we'll make some money off like youtube all these older gay men will watch us having mm-hmm. a wee kiss and then they wipe their mouths after and they're like huh oh, but i'm straight though but then the nephew kind of was like maybe bi or something but then at the I end think... they just totally erased that and they were like oh, he's straight now isn't he sorry that was that was like seven different points in one <laughs>
1: no no but, no but i agree with that but i also think that's maybe an issue with gay men being like always oh, with mm. a woman so now he's straight i yeah. mean as a bi person i assume you you hear that all the time yeah. I assume in terms of like yeah but oh, it was like, freddie who said that or... and freddie yeah. is
0: bi so that kind of annoyed me like just you know so from a one interesting thing
1: like... actually this is good to maybe round off a conversation about freddie mm. um and then we'll go back to all those points you mentioned because there's so much yeah sorry through.
0: yeah we'll we'll um, yeah. Freddy one first.
1: thing about freddie um which i remember reading at the time is that his sexuality is never defined the entire way throughout mm-hmm. the show so like no one i mean some people i think jokingly will, well not even jokingly some people label him as gay or bi or whatever yeah but he never he's sort of just like yeah just go with whatever um True. and he's kind of that example of what we were talking about earlier of someone who's like sexuality is fluid and i don't really go by a label um yes. and that's pretty chill and i remember at the time being like that's pretty cool Um, that you don't necessarily have to label it that's interesting and sort of like made my little gay mind open up to more things Um, yeah
0: yeah yeah. that's true actually although like then I guess you could argue like um, with a lot of those kind of characters that you see on tv and stuff that it's like you wish that somebody would utter the word bisexual for a bit of like representation or whatever
1: well Um, entirely
0: especially if like Um, most of the gay men are just calling him gay but then like i'd like to they had he had that little storyline of him getting with that girl and that he was kind of like bringing up about other girls treating him weirdly or differently because he gets with guys as well or using it as a kind of like bragging right or something Mm. so yeah
1: can i ask one question and then i promise we will go back to all the stuff we were just about to talk about yeah because um, this was an interesting point that Callum, my housemate, shout out, um, mentioned, mm. which is that he thinks Cucumber isn't very representative for queer women. Um, and I kind of, having watched it, was like, I kind of see that. Um, because Banana does deal with queer women stories and they are at the center of them. But mm-hmm. I do feel like Cucumber is like a drama about gay men. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. And there isn't a lot of telling about queer people. And I just guess as a queer woman... Like, did you sort of feel that? Did you feel, like, underrepresented by it?
0: Oh, oh yeah. I mean, um, I think it was, like, it totally centered around, like, gay or by or queer men more so. I didn't necessarily have, like, an issue with that. I mean, obviously, you know, we've got to have some more representation. But, like, I guess, you know, Russell T. Dav- T. Davies is, like, writing about his perspective and, like... Mm-hmm you know the culture of like him and his own friends or whatever and writing what he knows so Mm -hmm. i don't know i just saw it like that but yeah no like i mean that women get like some very small or queer women get very small mentions right like jokes about lesbians and stuff and that's about it But
1: yeah i sort of felt that too and it felt a little bit like yep this is like the gay world of like when you put gay men together sometimes they can be quite like biphobic or like mm. b- like stereotypical about lesbians and that's not a good thing but i feel like it's never fully mentioned it's i guess the only time it's ever like rectified in that light is whenever the all the like the lesbian friend group leaves the like collective near the end because there's been some like lesbian jokes but that, i feel like mm. that, well, that, I, was, I just that was feel a joke like,
0: in itself nearly
1: yeah exactly that's what i mean whereas i feel like I feel like it brings up a lot of really interesting points about Mm -hmm. like the gay community as a whole as bad things but then it never is fully like in the plot like and that's why that's bad yeah it's it's,
0: yeah those kind of things are very very quickly like brushed past yeah past kind of thing so yeah
1: yeah it's not Um, fully developed so all those things you said about five minutes ago yeah
0: what did i even say i went on like three different tangents
1: Um, the nephew stuff let's get into that
0: the nephew um
1: and if that's weird
0: behavior not nonce behavior from big henry but then i don't know it was a weird one because first like i was like oh my god is he being like turned on by his nephew kissing a boy right now
1: not this Mm -hmm.
0: but then was it more of him being like oh my god I can't believe these young lads are just so comfortable to be able to kiss another guy and they're not even gay Mm. whereas I've felt so much shame my whole life like was it more him thinking that either way still nonce behavior
1: yeah it's very in the the miss fine school of um Mm of they're in the shame corner with miss fine from last week let's put it that way yes um i agree with you i think russell tdv's intention was probably to be like look at the young generation like sexuality is so like whatever to them Mm. um but once again he just does it in the most weird way where it's like this is really pervy though and like kind of pedophilic um I don't know. Is that a dangerous yeah. word to use? Maybe no, I mean, let's
0: I, edit that out. No, no, no I, no. I think no. Like, I mean, he's a man in his forties, and his nephew's like fifteen. Like, I, I think that's yeah. Um, yeah. absolutely
1: right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, very weird plot
0: lines. Because then, I mean, they um, kind of do go like, hmm, maybe that was bad. Like the whole thing of Henry's. Uh, what, what's his sister called? Cleo.
1: His sister, and I think she does like, probably the most powerful moment in Mm. well maybe not the most powerful moment but one of the most powerful sort of monologues anyway when she does that thing about like the sexual assault that like
0: Mm. his his 12 year 12 year old niece
1: yeah because realistically by him as a gay man having a bit of fun it it, that doesn't just impact him as a gay man but it also Mm -hmm. impacts lots of other people as well and I thought that was maybe one of the more powerful moments for Russell T Davies to at least be like oh like gay men in, like this particular gay man anyway was so self-centered and thought that it was just a gay man having fun but he doesn't realize what implications that has mm. for other groups as well yeah the kind um, of
0: message he sending to young people or whatever yeah um, I think
1: his sister in general is like quite she's great like, I, quite, I like her as a character yeah, a lot yeah me too um, yeah and I, to be honest my favorite episode is episode 4 which I argue we get to see the most of her from where they all go mm-hmm. on different dates Um, I just think that's a really nice self-contained episode. Yeah. Um, What were some other things you said in your five minute spiel which we're going to keep referencing back to? Um,
0: I think so I first was trying to say about it being weird how Henry Henry talking to Freddie about like him being abused by that teacher or whatever and also there was a Mm. moment where he was like how old were you Freddie like and the teacher's like oh he was 18 blah 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 and Freddie's like 15 and then he gets mm. really annoyed he's like my nephew's 15 you bastard whatever and like and then he goes and does goes that for him. and it's like... so it's like mm, is this him actually being like oh i can't believe this or is this a moment of him of like shame or guilt or something yeah. because he's like making his nephew do weird
1: things yeah cuz i mean that is a big I don't know. thing i feel like in the sex world in general is there is a big fascination with being like barely legal 18 mm. year olds and it's like oh uh, that just feels really like gross 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 because you're almost like waiting for someone to like become sexually available to you and it feels very yeah like, people have to look as young as possible and i don't yeah ew, ew,
0: very ew, ew, dirty ew. and i don't yes. think that's
1: exclusive to queer people as well no. i think that's a re big re- billy eilish yeah yeah, yeah completely Um, We love, we love, we love a um, throwback, you know, like we love keeping the points of the (laughs) show, um, like connected.
0: We self-reference her. Um, Yeah. So that, that to me was like weird, like, um, and then what else did I say? Uh, Yeah. I just questioned whether that was like queer queerbaiting because I think there was like a bit where uh, Henry and cliff is that the other guy who's like a solicitor yes or the like solicitor yeah yeah so he was showing him the videos of the nephew and, and other young boys like lip-syncing with their shirts off or whatever on youtube and and that they're kind of like oh i can't believe it that's so unfair like they, mm. i don't know do you remember this that they make some kind of comment
1: yeah well, completely. Um, but it, yeah, it is weird because I definitely remember them making a comment which was something along the lines of like, oh that's so that's that's gross that they're doing this, but at the same time, there's it. also weird comments like Cliff makes a yeah, Cliff makes a comment when they're all doing yoga in the back all the young people are doing yoga where he's like, I'm off for a wank. and it's like, yeah, uh, it, it feels very double standardy um, yeah. And yeah, I just think that whole plot line. As a whole, it could have been done better, and it makes me feel a bit. Uh,
0: yeah, I think that it was wrapped up kind of a bit funny as well.
1: Yeah, badly. Yeah, but I think
0: they, <laughs> um, they, they so with the queer biting, I think they were kind of like, oh, that's so unfair that like these young lads can do this and like get a bit of money out, out of us old queers, but then.
1: We're still gonna buy into they. It.
0: They can they can go be straight then and like not get any of the like bullying or 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 oppression or whatever that we would have back in the day for acting like that. Yeah. So I think that is fair.
1: Like yeah, daffo.
0: Because especially because you know I think a lot of those like young boys were just being like, oh, we just want to make a bit of cash. Like so we'll we'll act gay for the camera. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Gay for. Um, yeah, give or pay. Uh, so then, you know,
1: that yeah, I,
0: is queer baiting
1: yeah, by, by any and, definition. And I think that's why there's such a debate to be had around queer baiting because it's like when does. We never know someone's true intentions yeah. as a whole. So we don't know if they are exploring their sexuality or if they are exploiting the gay community. And obviously it's Pride Month at the minute. So we are in peak exploiting the mm. gay community for their cash um and it is it's interesting but i think and maybe this is controversial to say and i'm open to having my opinion changed and all that kind of stuff and talking about it more but i definitely think it's shown in the series that the gay men in some way play into that because when henry does his like extravagant sexual fantasies so like i know he talks about harry and dougie from mcfly at one point Mm -hmm. and he's like oh i imagine like harry fucks dougie like those are two straight men Mm -hmm. which he is fantasizing about in a gay way um and i don't know if that there's something to be said on that as well and how that Mm -hmm. sort of plays into the whole thing as well that like it's weird it's weird because it's like i i don't know i would feel weird if someone like put me in a light which was like heterosexual because I feel like it'd be erasing my sexuality but I sometimes think that like gay men and other queer people um feel like it's okay to queer someone whose sexuality is straight as well mm-hmm. and I just wonder if that's an issue but that's maybe something which we'll dive into later on as well yeah um, yeah I
0: think that's a whole a whole other conversation yeah 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 <laughs> big old can of worms there um yeah, so I think I was gonna say um, with the like the young boys and the queer baiting and blah blah blah. So the nephew and the boy, the Polish boy that he kind of has. has a thing with, yeah, mm-hmm. like they are probably on the kind of queer spectrum or whatever. Mm. So then, like you know, they're not really queer baiting then. So mm-hmm. I guess, and like, yeah, as you say, like we don't know people's intentions. So like, hypothetically, Harry Styles, for example, could be going, oh, I'm going to dress feminine and act a bit camp and and use that kind of queer persona to get a bit of publicity and sell albums album, and, yeah. and concert tickets and blah, blah, blah. You know, hypothetically, he could be doing that but mm-hmm. we don't know that and I don't think it's fair to assume that about anyone like yeah you know straight until yeah. proven gay kind yeah. of thing yeah oh my god
1: yeah totally that's a tagline um, right there that's a tagline. right oh
0: <laughs> you know so I think that's maybe the 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 key point is
1: yep entirely you if shouldn't it's someone assume
0: who... that I, do you know what I mean
1: no I think I think you summed it up perfectly there with the idea of like the witch hunt that it is yeah yeah gay what did you say straight until proven gay
0: yeah that's kind of how a lot of people treat it I think
1: yeah yeah um and yeah I also I always think with things like that eh, maybe it's controversial again to say or wrong but I feel like I need to stop self doubting all my opinions (laughs) but as someone who is very anxious um Fine. i just it's consistently just, do it
0: it's just opinions these are our opinions it's not yeah it's not right, right or wrong, blah, um
1: blah. and they're they're also flexible and can always change as well mm-hmm. um but what was i saying about oh i can't even remember no kiva was it, I, it was about so
0: conf- the nephew thing was it about queer baiting, no. straight until proven gay it was about it was about styles. queer
1: baiting, gay straight let me think Gay, not, not, straight. <laughs>
0: not knowing um, people's intentions, or that we shouldn't assume things. I'm just trying to repeat like, words to see if it it'll trigger I've, your memory. I've lost it, Kiva. Oh. I'm
1: so sorry. That's okay. I'll okay. um, edit all of that out. <laughs> um let's see. Oh, you know it, yeah. Moving onward. Um is there any particular like points you were like really wanted to talk about?
0: Um i feel
1: oh, we have been talking for a while so it's yeah not i feel a like
0: thing, i'm I'm, I'm is there anything you have because i actually didn't write down points yeah I,
1: I feel like i didn't kind of write down a lot
0: of things i wanted to
1: the, say the only things i've written down are some interesting tidbits about why russell t Davey started writing the series so do you want Wait. to hear some of it
0: Yeah, go for it
1: um so apparently um the series was born out of like one of Russell T Davies' friends being like, "Why are gay men so happy whenever, or like, why do gay men find it such a like positive thing whenever they?" like are going through a breakup or like whenever a relationship ends which I thought was a bit weird because obviously that's not necessarily true (laughs) um but maybe that's an older gay generation thing I don't know um but I think he was like trying to be like oh there's always like a sense of relief sometimes when it ends I guess maybe that's covered in the Henry storyline of always having one more cock um because it's the idea of like Oh, I'm back into this like wave pull of sexuality, but I don't think that's necessarily exclusive to gayness either. No. Um, And then he said as well that one of the like basically the scene which the whole thing is like based out of, it was originally going to be called More Gay Men. Mm -hmm. um, And it was supposed to be born out of just an argument between a couple where one of them refused to learn to swim and the other (laughs) one did. Like, the other one was like, why won't you? And he was like, obviously, there's so much more underneath that conversation, but that's what they fight about. It's something so factitious or like frivolous, whereas yeah. um there's so much more bubbling underneath, which I just thought was interesting. Um yeah. and the other thing I actually wanted to talk about, um, and you obviously haven't seen it, but Cucumber is part of a three part series trilogy thing. It's not a trilogy not the right word, but it's part of a sort of like there, there were three shows that three ran
0: sister shows is that the right word yeah yeah
1: pretty much so how so it was a big thing at the time obviously i've mentioned this at the top of the podcast with um channel four doing a sort of like pride event and being mm. like we're going to give this the 9pm slot and once cucumber ended you could switch over to e4 um and there was a show called banana on and the reason obviously it's called cucumber banana tofu is because it's based on a study um of like the firmness of penises and tofu's floppy bananas a little bit there yeah. and cucumbers full full big <laughs> um, yes. full yes
0: <laughs> so they were so they actually were showing at the same time because i do remember yeah, like, yeah. the trailer or the ads for them on tv and i remember being like wow but i didn't watch that wow. the time.
1: but i didn't i don't so, remember yeah. hearing
0: about tofu like i wasn't sure if that was the thing because i assumed that yeah, was probably so, the third name of the show but
1: yeah so cucumber was all about um just the it was a it was an eight episode arc of Mm -hmm. these sort of like older gay men stories and then banana um were 30 minute episodes and they were all about side characters from the show
0: yeah
1: um and it was a little bit more skinzy where each of them was just about that character so the first I, i can only remember a couple of them but the first episode's about dean yeah um and it's about his family life and you see his family and basically his whole thing is that he's kind of like not as oppressed as he says he is (laughs) Um, so so he's like oh my family threw me out and his family are all like really chill and the only issue they have is when he like blatantly brings up like having penetrative sex at the dinner table and they're like, maybe not at the dinner table and he's oh. like, you'll hate me because I'm gay <laughs> and it's like, okay, never mind um, th- but there's some really beautiful episodes in um, Banana and I think mm. I've seen most of them so I remember there's definitely like Scotty has an episode yeah. um, you know the girl who, you know mm-hmm. who Scotty is yeah, yeah um, so I
0: love that she actress. has an
1: episode which is all about um, her falling in love with a woman who works at the like in Tesco essentially as a checkout lady as far as I remember um, and she's very plain and normal she's like a 35 year old like blonde woman mm-hmm. um, and basically Scotty's been like saving all this money and wants to like use it to run away with this woman but the woman's like married and everything and she comes to your house um, and I think it ends with like the woman being like I'm just so amazed that like someone even like thought of me in that light and I think she like leaves her husband, but doesn't obviously get with Scotty because I think she's maybe not straight. I don't remember the full storyline, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but Banana to me covers so many of the areas that Cucumber doesn't. Like, there's an episode about a trans woman who's part of that like lesbian friend group. Mm-hmm. Um, lesbian friend group's not the right word. It's just female queer people friend group. Um, but As in you know the, the lady one
0: from Cucumber.
1: Yeah, do you know which one I mean? The dinner parties and stuff. Yeah, she had like I the little. I understand. Oh, <sighs> I need to take this off, Kiva. Whenever we. <laughs> um Um, so i know the friend group you're
0: talking about i don't know which person you're talking about
1: so the the trans lady is the lady with like the bob if that makes sense it's like a little sort of like black black hair
0: and yeah yeah
1: she's the one who like henry kind of talks to a lot yeah yes okay um and so she has like a storyline i i I can't remember this at the time like but i remember hearing something at the time about her being like one of the first trans actors to play it trans role which doesn't necessarily sound true because that sounds so late mm. but maybe it was on, like the maybe first on, on... on
0: like uk tv or yeah, something, yeah
1: on uk or on primetime or something but i think yeah. it was still a big deal at the time but it's actually quite nice because her story isn't necessarily like a trans coming out story or a trans like story about her transness if that makes sense <laughs> it's actually about um someone leaking a sex tape of hers Mm. Um and it being posted online. And I think it might all be self-contained, like it all happens in the one place, but it's actually quite positive and nice. Um and like I I it was actually just a really lovely thing. And I mean, there's so many stories. Like, you know, the guy there's who um Freddie hooks up with who like stays in the flat for too long and they're like he won't leave. He has a whole storyline um where he goes home to his uni town and is like fixated on Freddie and thinks Mm -hmm. that like they're gonna be a couple. Um, which I think is a very, like, oh. for me, I think it was the one which spoke to me much cause, the most because I was like, oh, like, as a young gay person, that was my storyline so much of being like, oh my gosh, I've met this guy, it's going to be great. Mm. And like, then yes. nothing really happens outside of initially talking to them on Tinder. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And it, like, yeah, like, there's so many lovely storylines. And maybe when we go the whole way around the alphabet, next season we'll eventually get to watch banana but i think it's a really lovely queer anthology series as a whole and makes up for some of Cucumber's shortcomings Mm. in my opinion um and then the other series which they did was tofu um which was a five minute online series um like is in like each episode i think was five minutes and it was kind of a more like documentary interview series where they like debunked certain things about like gay sex and stuff like that Mm. so they interviewed like porn actors i've only ever watched one episode of tofu um i just wasn't that interested and to be honest most people who i know have watched it have never watched tofu and never really engaged with it um so i think it was more just like some online bonus content yeah but still actually i think it was bringing the factual side to all of this so it wasn't done as like an actual like written scripted series it was just interviewing people about gay sex and it included actors from the show but talking as themselves and stuff as well um but yeah overall um it was nice that we sort of got a broad range from it and i think it it helps the show that at least it's got these sister shows which cover some of the stuff that we maybe didn't get to hear about in the big Mm -hmm. eight episode arc um if you had to pick one moment from the show that was your absolute favorite what was it
0: oh god um favorite um, see
1: i just always think this is like a nice like positive note to like end any like i see analysis on
0: all i can think about is like parts that are actually really like grim and sad that's That's what comes to mind first
1: (laughs) but you can you can enjoy sadness like that's Mm. valid you know
0: i um the first thing that came into my mind and maybe this is just me having a sick twisted brain was like whenever lance was dying and (laughs) when it was like his life flashing before his eyes kind of thing and like him seeing all these like moments from his life and just Mm -hmm. like the last um moment just being like henry lying in the bed chatting to him and like Mm -hmm. it being really like um What's the word? Like overexposed, like the sun coming in and blah, blah, blah. That just made me cry so much.
1: But I I actually agree <laughs> with you in terms of like that episode's like in terms of the cinematography of the show, it does mm-hmm. the most with it. I think the soundtrack to that episode is beautiful. Yeah. Um, there's so much rhythmics. Um, and to be like, honest, like as a standalone episode, it's it is a good episode. Yeah. Um. I just don't love how the plot. I I don't even mind how the plot goes because it. I mean, violence happens to gay people. Yeah.
0: Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, um, I think I, that's important. Even though it was really, like really grim and and horrible to watch, I also really really enjoyed that episode. Like I just
1: yeah well it's very exciting and there's a lot happening in it and it I covers just really a lot like, which yeah is nice. yeah
0: a lot happens i just really like the whole like going through lance's life, life. and the way they do that and stuff and then oh sad yeah
1: <laughs> um please yeah. don't cry on well maybe do cry on podcasts that could get us views
0: <laughs> i really was like if we had recorded last night like right after I finished watching it, I was like, oh, I am going to be crying <laughs> on the pod. I was in a, 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 a
1: way. But we've taken a day like, to reflect.
0: Yeah. Um, um, one other thing um, that we just, we didn't mention. Um, I mean, to be fair, we actually didn't get into the whole like, oh, well, no, actually we did kind of with the Henry and not having penetrative, penetrative sex. We did it we did mm. talk about that, didn't we? Yeah,
1: yeah, bit. you got me to define you got me to define what a side was.
0: Yeah. And just that we we think that it's okay to uh, define. Yeah, sex we, how we you definitely want.
1: have covered that yes, in general.
0: Sorry, <laughs> I wasn't sure. Um but
1: awesome.
0: <laughs> um the other thing about that just with him being like that he has a conversation with that guy who turns out to be a big racist. Um mm. in the we chip shop or whatever mm-hmm. where he's saying that you know back in the day like there was like so much more you had to be kind of worried about like with aids and
1: mm-hmm.
0: just like <laughs> homosexual activity being illegal or something that could get you like be up or killed or blah 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 um mm-hmm. and i just was like god yeah like it's kind of fair enough that you would have a lot of um like, reservations, I guess, about having um, anal sex, if if that's something that's, like, still, like, ingrained into your head, that you're, like, worried yeah. about all these different things. Um, and then also at Lance's funeral, there's just a moment um, where Cliff says something like, um, he's like, God, I thought we were done with this. Like, you know, mm-hmm. our... Like, are people, like, dying too young or going too soon or whatever? Something like that. And that also made me cry like a baby, that one line.
1: But entirely... But I thought that I was think, worth bringing up. <laughs> no, it is because, oh my gosh, she's going to cry on camera. <laughs> um, no, I but I do, I agree with you because I think the most interesting moments of Cucumber for me is getting to see the older gay perspective, like, yeah. so unfiltered and so, mm-hmm. like, emotionally raw. Um, and I think it's really nice to get a spectrum of stories, including that sort of older gay man experience, because I hate the idea. I hate that like a lot of modern media, it's like you have to be young and sexy to be a homosexual or like a practicing person having sex full stop. Yes. Um, and to, to do a sex like comedy um, and drama, I guess drama comedy um, through an older lens, I think is genuinely really powerful because everyone's still doing it folks (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and i think it's really important that we explore that and celebrate that because it's absolutely great to see and that's definitely in terms of some of my favorite things about the the show like that is one of my faves is that it does show quite an array as well of um different ages and colors and sexualities maybe not lesbians but Mm. Like that—that sounded so fucking dismissive, gay <laughs> man. Maybe not the less, except for but everything women. else. <laughs> but sorry, I, I just. Know how to respond to oh my! <laughs> I need to get rid of this thing. Um. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I just think I think it's lovely that they at least show up broad range of ages. Yes. um Exploring their sexuality, and I think that's important because you don't stop doing it at a certain time. Some I... people do, and that's also okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, all is fine. All is good. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I just, I did find that really interesting, like um, the kind of uh, generational differences, completely. I guess. But yeah,
1: and that was all. That's that. Mm-hmm. Is that? I've. That's everything I got to say about cucumber. Let's never speak of it again, chick.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, I think that that is everything as well that I had wanted to say.
1: Sickening. Um, and if you want to hear any more, subscribe to our <laughs> um, Patreon. Yeah, we'll get that Patreon, up. Patreon.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: We launched the social media. Today,
0: yeah, we did. Way. We did launch. The if, social we're, media if we're if we're doing
1: if we're doing the time travel thing. Yeah. Um, because Russell T Davies wrote for Doctor Who. Good transition.
0: He. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he wrote um, cucumber off like after Doctor Who. I'm pretty sure like after he did his stint on Doctor. Yeah.
0: Who. Yeah, it would have been. Um. Yeah. So if you're not already following us on social media we are gay to z pod well but but for spelling purposes just the letter the letter do you call it a z
1: do you go through the alphabet and go x y z uh
0: did i just go through the whole alphabet to see? yes um i do you know when you're singing the alphabet z does rhyme better
1: I mean, it does, but I'm just a die-hard. I hard. say
0: Zed, like, yeah, I, I do say Zed. Don't
1: come gosh, for me. Is this... is this like a is this a cultural divide? Is I this, think it is. I think it is. Is this how we find out? Oh my gosh! I wow. just,
0: yeah. Well, we're <laughs> a cross-community
1: anyway. podcast, and we love that. Yeah,
0: yeah, we are, we are. Um, yeah, so gay to Z.
1: Where's Z,
0: G-A-Y-T-O-Z letter Z-P-O-D on Instagram and Twitter and then our email is gaytozpod at gmail.com if you want
1: to hit us
0: up with a little email. I guess, yeah, actually I was going to say, if anybody wants to come on the podcast and talk with us then you can send us an email or a little message on whatever. Mm -hmm. And yeah
1: we'll let us see. know
0: and yeah we, like if you have something that you really want to talk about then let us know and we'll see if we can squeeze you in on a wee letter or else if you just want to come on any random episode then that's also cool
1: yeah 100 percent. always yeah. good to open your your queer horizons
0: yes do you want to just plug your own social media while I get the wheel While, while, here? You,
1: while you do your Google in? Um, yeah. Follow me on... Um, no. Um, I use Gib G-I-B-B-O-T-H-E-G-I-N-G-E-R. Oops. Um, on everything. Um, so you can us a wee follow if you want. I mainly talk about um, reality TV or if it's on Instagram, I just post a photo every day. It's gotten very repetitive, but I still enjoy it. Um yeah, that's me. Kiva, do you want me to promote you while you um type?
0: Um yeah, do you yeah, yeah, you do that?
1: Yeah. Kiva's <laughs> social media, from what I remember, is at Keeves, K-E-E-V-E-Z. And then one of them has an underscore, but I think that's on Twitter. Yes. Yes. Well, um, Kiva's um yeah, it has Twitter and Instagram as well. Her Instagram's very cool and aesthetic um her twitter is um full of amazing hot takes mm. i'm <laughs> am i am i promoting you correctly and honestly yep. there's so much cool shit on there and you're just gonna have to go over to that page right now to find out more nice Ooh, thanks thanks um, i really i really wanted to like add like a bit of a mysterious vibe <laughs> um, onto you
0: Okay, so I have these four options here. So we'll just do a wee spin on these, will we?
1: Yep, let's go. Let's go for it. Oh, this is. A, do you want to share a screen, or will that kill your laptop? Uh,
0: I can share a screen.
1: Cute. Okay. I just like to be involved, you know.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um. So doing a spin now. Mm. I'm so good for this. Okay, interesting, interesting. So, the wheel has landed. Do you want to say, Simon, do the honors? I
1: feel like, I think I did last week. I can't remember, but I'm happy (laughs) to let you do this because this is more like your pick, but I'm so excited about it.
0: Yes, so the wheel has landed on a musical album this week.
1: Um, (gasps) Oh my gosh, we do all types of queer media over here. Look at us.
0: So, it's Dirty Computer by Janelle Monae. Whoop, whoop.
1: So Which I have listened exciting. to one song about, I think, so far. Um, um, I'm very I'm very excited by that because based on the one song I've listened to, I really want to get into. Mune. She's cool, uh, she's very cool. Yeah, she seems very vibey. Um and the song was so the song that I know from it, Screwed, is a fucking bop. So excited for more of that. Class. Um ooh, ooh, this'll be nice as well because after so Cucumber was obviously quite a like long watch, um, and required a lot of attention. Whereas, mm. like, you can just listen to an album anywhere you anywhere you go. Yeah, this um, is
0: a lot but, less work this week.
1: <laughs> yeah, we but we tr- we truly turn into uh, midnight mams next week. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, we're a music um, review podcast now, guys.
1: Oh my gosh, we're just so verse. We're not sides, and <laughs> the episode there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um okay so yeah that's uh, that's everything isn't
1: it yep that is us for this week um make sure to like and subscribe (laughs) um yeah i I had a good time thank you kiva for um always holding an interesting chat about all these things um you
0: too simon
1: and i hope you have a lovely evening i'm gonna go buy some naan bread
0: (laughs) okay lovely lovely
1: um and then eat my dinner beautiful Um, yeah i have to get my dinner now too so yeah Love that Um Send home my love yep. um...